Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, it's the mixtape time, guys, and we are rocking the summer mega mix full of covers. This week, a highly specialized covers playlist of just Neil Young songs. Amen. That's right. Dan is here. Once you guys, again. You guys remember Dan. I'm back. He's back because he loves Neil Young, so it only makes sense. Absolutely. Why don't you tell me why you love Neil Young so much. So the first time where I really became cognizant of Neil Young, I remember being on a family vacation and we were driving home from Colorado and we were on those kind of big open plains in Eastern Colorado and there were big thunderstorms off in the distance, you know, kind of that big open air country. And my dad was playing a cassette of Neil Young's live album, Well, in our uh, 87 Plymouth Reliant K. You know, a family of four slammed in some little Econo box rolling across the Colorado Plains. That music was so open and big along with the big expanse. And I, I just have these very vivid memories of listening to it. And I was like, what is this? What's, what, what are we listening to? That was also kind of when grunge music was taking off. And of course, Neil Young was known at that time as the godfather of grunge. So many of those bands that were becoming popular at that time had such a reverence for him. And I had reverence for those bands. So I'm like, okay, this is the guy right here. Let's do it. Why do you think grunge bands identify so much with Neil Young? Why not, you know, <laughs> Elvis or Johnny Cash, or, yeah. which I'm sure that they like those those artists as well, but you know, why Neil Young? Nirvana, Kurt Cobain specifically, was tied to Neil Young with a quote about how it was better to burn out than fade away. And then Pearl Jam just had a huge admiration and ended up having you know, a musical relationship with Neil Young. And I think what Neil Young gave to those guys was, you know, this idea that you didn't have to do everything exactly the way the record label told you to do it. You know, you could make the music you wanted to make. You could make it sound the way you wanted to make it. You didn't need to polish off all the edges. You could make it exactly the way you felt it, exactly the way you wanted it to be, and people could listen to it or not. So the first song we are going to play is Unknown Legend, mm -hmm. covered by Shovels and Rope and Shaky Graves together. Unknown Legend was on the album Harvest Moon, which was the long-awaited follow-up to his very popular album Harvest in the early 70s, which was kind of the one that really got him on the map on pop radio and, and people were listening to him. And too many people were listening to him for Neil Young's taste, so he had to start doing other things. So instead of recording a proper follow-up to the album Harvest, uh, he started making, you know, a lot of really dirty records that sounded loud and distorted and, and sounded nothing like the album 
album Harvest. So all those fans that loved the album Harvest kind of left them alone for a all while. All the CSN and Y crowd. Yeah, exactly. You know, the real singer songwriter stuff of the 70s that was going on. He, he didn't want to be the other James Taylor or something like that. So Well, because the thing is, he's never going to be as good as James Taylor. Well, no. At that. At that thing. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, don't compete with James Taylor at writing an acoustic ballad. You no, know? James Taylor's incredible. And right. he's a great singer. And Neil Young is a singer. <laughs> right. So the album Harvest Moon, that was in 92. And that's the follow up. He even said, this is the album you've been waiting for to follow up to Harvest. And so it's got all those nice kind of acoustic love songs on it. It's tight. It's accessible. I mean, it's, in my opinion, a top five album for him. So when you say it was the follow up to Harvest, he had a million albums oh, between yeah, he probably it. had 20 albums between then. <laughs> he was just like, you're going to wait for it. It's going to be good. Yeah. This is covered by Shovels and Rope and Shaky Graves. Now, mm-hmm. Shaky Graves, I know, is from Austin. Um, he's an actor. He's a singer. And he's well known for busking. He was on Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Yep, gotta love it. And he's very, very talented. He's an incredible dude. Shovels and Rope is a duo, male yeah. and female duo. Yeah, husband and wife duo, actually, from Charleston, South Carolina. Are both multi-instrumentalists, but Michael Trent, the husband, probably does most of the uh, guitar playing and stuff. And then Carrie Ann Hurst uh, does a lot of percussion, but also does keys and guitars and stuff like that. And they really mix it up with, you know, that folk Americana kind of thing. And much like Shaky Graves... You know, they kind of do that that busking type of music. You know, you could easily hear them just sitting on a street corner doing that kind of thing. And I think this cover kind of plays to that. And uh, I think Neil Young would be happy with it. I don't know how much he, he uh, gets out and listens to what the kids are doing these days, but... <laughs> But but I think he'd be happy with it. Instead of listening to it on a street corner, you shall listen to it here. Exactly. This is Shovels and Rope and Shaky Graves covering Neil Young's Unknown Legend on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
You got to hold on She was an unknown legend in her time But now she's dressing to kids Looking for that magic kiss Well, she gets that far
90.3 KRNU. Welcome back to the mixtape. We are playing all Neil Young covers, and we're going to do the same thing with the Beatles, Mm -hmm. so don't get it twisted. It's not just Neil Young, but there are so many people who have covered Neil Young songs, like the one we just heard from Annie Lennox, Don't Let It Bring You Down. That song originally in Neil's catalog was on After the Gold Rush, which was uh, one of the albums that followed Harvest that people One of the many. (laughs) Wait. What are you trying here, bud? (laughs) What's going on? Annie Lennox. uh, Many people were probably like that about Annie Lennox, too. Sure, exactly. It's (laughs) a nice pairing. She is a Scottish singer. Um, She was in the Eurythmics in the 80s, but had an excellent solo career. She's great. Mm -hmm. Annie Lennox rules. All right, time to move on to uh, another male and female pairing. And I love this one so much. It's Matthew Sweet, Nebraska's own. Matthew Sweet and the Bengals' own Susanna Hoffs. And they're covering Cinnamon Girl. Fantastic. Well, Cinnamon Girl was on Neil Young Crazy Horse's debut album. Everybody knows this is nowhere. Classic album. I mean, every song on it is a banger. I almost said every song on it is tight, which isn't true because you've got at least two or three songs on there that are about 12 minutes long. (laughs) Cinnamon Girl is not one of those. It's more in the straight up pop song format. One of the most popular songs in his entire catalog. I think most people who, you know, are even casual music fans have probably heard it a number of times. Well known for the one note guitar solo. The one note guitar solo and all the clapping. Yeah, a lot of clapping going on in this one too. Uh, (laughs) I I like to picture a crazy horse getting down with the claps back there. Just clap, clap. I think that's the only overdub Neil Young ever did because I know they're not clapping while they're playing instruments. He must have thought it was really important. Let's get (laughs) those claps in there. Mm -hmm. I gotta have more claps. Yep. This song was covered for Under the Covers Volume 1, which was a collaboration between Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hoffs. And Matthew, who is a fantastic guitar player, just couldn't help himself. He had to throw at least two or three other notes on that guitar solo. He just couldn't rock the one note the whole time. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. There's something so so, you. I won't do what you tell me about Neil Young's guitar solo. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, I will say he's probably one artist that I would say I never want to meet because he can't be satisfying to meet, you know, because <laughs> he's not going to care. He's not going to put on a show for you. No. He's just doing his own thing. That's you know? right. Yeah. Don't, no. don't meet Neil Young. He's not even playing the hits at his concert. No, no. Most of the time he's playing an entire album of new music he made about, you know, factory a, farms a, or right, a company he hates or a town he made up or you know <laughs> something like that and, and maybe if you're lucky at, on the encore maybe they'll with. play cinnamon girl yeah exactly all right <laughs> Susanna Hoffs Matthew Sweet this is cinnamon girl it's the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU
It's time to go. Are you? (laughs) I have loved that song forever. And I remember thinking, wouldn't it be great if someone did like a kind of modernized country version of this song? And And leave it to Hank Williams Jr. And I think Eric Church is on it too, right? exactly. Mm -hmm. They knocked it out of the park. Well, we are doing a mixtape full of covers of just Neil Young songs because so many bands and artists have covered Neil Young. He has such a huge catalog. I mean, how many albums has Neil Young put? out. Many albums, actually 40 studio albums. 40 studio and of course there's lives and Mm -hmm. all kinds of other stuff. So 40 studio albums in his career. Yeah. Roughly how many of those are listenable? I'd say you've got a solid 20. All right. That that are real listenable. And then for the fans, you've got another 10 and then there's 10 that, you know, that's cool, man. Good for you. (laughs) Hey, all right. (laughs) You did it. Um, But, you know, the other thing that he's meticulous 
meticulously worked on is the Neil Young archives. He basically owns all the masters, everything he's ever done. So he and a small group of other people have curated this collection and they're always digging things out and releasing new stuff that's never been out before. So now with the archives, there's just so much material. Like out he's there. probably got 20 more albums without oh, making any more I, music. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. And, you know, his archives stretch clear back to the early 60s when he was just a kid bouncing around up in Canada. Driving that hearse. Yeah. Playing instrumentals because that's how they started was, you know, nobody could sing and, you know, they just played instrumentals and they tried to learn, you know, Dick Dale riffs and stuff like that. And all that stuff is available in the archives. So One of the more popular Neil Young songs, and that's After the Gold Rush, covered by Tom York, the lead singer of Radiohead. Yeah. What I think is really interesting, and this I think was covered for a charity album or something like Mm -hmm. that, but Tom York is so expressive, so physically different than Neil Young, but there's something about the way he sings Mm -hmm. that is oddly similar. Yeah. If you know a few things about Neil Young and Tom York, I think you mentioned Tom York physically, and to me, I think there's some similarities there. Neil Young grew up dealing with... uh, polio and uh, he had a lot of seizures and things which caused like bizarre kind of behaviors and and tics and even things like that which are heavily associated with Tom York. Yes. <laughs> yes, Tom York will uh will kind of do a weird tick, a weird dance. So so I think there's a lot of uh, common ground there with those two. You know, you think about Neil Young and I just kind of think about like how aggressively he plays guitar and yeah. flannels and like sure. lumberjacky Canadian thing. Yeah. When I think about Tom York, I think about a soul that's a great deal more sensitive mm-hmm. and very concerned with, you know, aliens and right weird dancing and Britishness. And, and so here's a Neil Young song about aliens. So here's a Neil Young song about <laughs> aliens. It's just a whole situation. Tell me about After the Gold Rush. Yeah. So from the album After the Gold Rush, you know, this song ends up having kind of a timeless quality. But if you place it back at where it originated in the early 70s, you know, that was when people were really coming online with okay, what are, what exactly are we doing with our planet here? And after the gold rush speaks to, you know, what comes next? So we've decided we can take whatever we want, we can do whatever we want, but eventually what's left after that? And Tom York continued those songs through Radiohead's catalog, kind of questioning the ever-expanding model of continuous consumption and expansion and things like that. I think the song ends up being timeless that way, which is interesting considering, you know, it says right in there, the 1970s. <laughs> and, but I, I know when Neil Young sings it now, he's updated those lyrics to say the 21st century. And Well, we're cool and way to go us for fixing nothing. Yeah, no, we've done nothing. We've done nothing. We're still nothing. talking about it. Great. Good stuff. <laughs> Here's Tom York. It's after the gold rush on the mixtape on 90.3 KR. I knew. Well, I dreamed I saw the lights and I'm a queen Saying something about a queen There were peasants singing and drummers drumming And the archers split the tree There was a fan Fair blowing to the 
fishing for a heart of gold I've been in my mind It's such a fine line That keeps me searching for a heart of gold And I'm getting old That keeps me searching for a heart of gold And I'm getting old Welcome back to the mixtape. We have a summer mega mix going on. It's every week we've got another eh, between 10 and 12 songs, depending on how long or short they are, uh, to add to our summer mega mix. All covers all the time. And this week is all Neil Young covers. That one was someone you may have heard of, Johnny Cash, covering a song you may have heard, Heart of Gold. Yeah, totally. What is it about his cover of Heart of Gold that gets to you? You know, it's so many things with Johnny Cash, but... I think with that one, you know, just to hear him, you know, saying he's searching for a heart of gold and you you think of what he's been through as an individual. And we all know Johnny's We've story. Walk We've seen Walk the Line. Romance and, and huge story of his life with June Carter. And Don't you think it hits different? When Neil Young released Heart of Gold, so is this on Harvest? It was, yeah. This was the big single on Harvest that everybody listened to, right? With James Taylor and Carol King and everything else that got Neil freaked out enough that he had to, uh, you know, abandon to the desert and and go get weird for a number of years. Doesn't it hit different to you to listen to a 20-something, say, and I'm getting old, versus mm-hmm. a man who is old. So, yes, absolutely. And that that definitely does hit different. And so many of those Johnny Cash covers have that quality of taking lyrics written by a 20-something-year-old through the lens of somebody who's dealt with an entire life of issues and the pain and hurt that comes along with that. But I'd also say that, you know, Neil Young, to use a, a ridiculous term, he's an old soul to begin with. Well, it's one thing to be an old soul and it's another thing to be an old man. (laughs) Right, exactly. Another Neil Young song. (laughs) This next one, another very famous Neil Young song, Southern Man, mm-hmm. but done by a woman, Mary Clayton. Yeah. And Mary Clayton was a soul singer and a gospel singer. She is most famous because she is on uh, the Rolling Stones' Gimme Shelter. Yeah. But she covered this song, Southern Man, and talk about something that hits different. You know, Neil Young got a lot of flack for Southern Man from many camps, probably most famously from uh, Leonard Skinnerd, who clapped back at him in the... Uh, song Sweet Home Alabama. Neil Young isn't a person from the South, and I think so rightfully some of his criticisms, I mean, they're surface level. You know, he knows what he knows and probably took a somewhat cheap swipe at at people of the South. He has another song, Alabama, which 
maybe even digs a little deeper in some ways than than Southern Man does. But he had, you know, a couple songs that were really like, hey, you guys get it together down there. Now, the South had a lot they needed to get together, but they didn't really appreciate a guy from uh, Manitoba (laughs) being the one to tell him about it. (laughs) So. (laughs) But then you bring in Mary Clayton, Mm -hmm. who is a woman from New Orleans. Yeah. And grew up in the South. Yeah, exactly. Singing Southern Man. Fighting for civil rights and, and all that. So her voice, I mean, and what a powerful voice and great performance of the song, really, I think, knocks the the shallowness of perhaps a Canadian singing this to the, to the South. You know, I love Neil Young, but in some ways, I think it's a superior version of the song for that very reason, because I think it just hits harder. Right. It's just more authentic from somebody mm-hmm. who has that lived experience. Yeah. Mary Clayton. This is Southern Man on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
damage done that one is from the pretenders because we're doing an all neil young covers mixtape with my husband dan who is a a neil young fan some would say Mm -hmm. all would say (laughs) everyone would say it's one of the things people know about me (laughs) (laughs) christy hein can do no wrong and the pretenders are great the needle and the damage done that song has been covered lots and lots of times Mm -hmm. by lots of rock bands yeah what do you think that's about well (laughs) 
it's a thinly veiled metaphor. Really? <laughs> I mean, I thought it was about like, you know, insulin. <laughs> now, it, it is definitely about drug use and losing people in, in that battle. You know, watch the needle take another man. I mean, it, it is what it is, but, but it's powerfully done. And, you know, once again, timeless lyrics. But I think you go back to that time period in the early 70s. And that's when people were really, I think, for the first time finding out what, you know, these drugs can do. Right. We're done with the 60s. We're done right. with kind of free love the and 60s, all of that. We started every, hey, this is great. We can feel however we want. We can do whatever we want. But then there is going to be a price to pay. And, and so many people were lost from that. And unfortunately, that didn't stop in the 70s. It's continued and it, and it still continues today. I mean, there there's artists every day that, that are dying from that sort of thing. So what album is that song on? It's on Harvest again. Come on, Harvest. Yeah, it's a hit machine. <laughs> Take it from Dan. All right. The next song is a Neil Young song that I am not familiar with, and it's right. called Winter Long. Winter Long was actually just stuck in on the Decade album, which was a compilation of previous material. And it's kind of a rare track. It's a, it's a tight pop song, but it really has a kind of 50s feel to it. Kind what of, was the Neil Young 50s album? Everybody Let's Dance? Everybody's Rockin'. Everybody's Rockin'. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, which was of course a uh, clap back to his record company who didn't like his country album that he had made. They're like, you need to get back to making rock and roll. So he made a straight up 50s doo-wop album. <laughs> and then they sued him. <laughs> And then he didn't he make trans after that? No, that was before that, actually. No. Trans was in the early 80s. That was Geffen Records. Geffen <laughs> was not a match made in heaven. So Geffen signed him. So he made trans and they were like, no. And he right. was like, well, how about this? And it's a country record. And they're right. like, rock and roll. So yeah. then he comes out with... <laughs> Yeah, everybody's rocking. Everybody's rocking. It, it's so ridiculous, too, because... Like Rock and Roll Runza, Bazooka he's Joe's. Got, like the big uh, hollow body Gretsch guitar on the cover with a pompadour all greased back in like a white suit and doing some kind of Elvis move. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. He did not want you to like that album. No. He just wanted Geffen to hate it. Yeah, he really did. And that's exactly what he did. And that's what happened. And, and, you know, so the 80s are kind of a lost era for Neil Young. And that's kind of what makes the resurgence in the 90s even more, I think, artistically satisfying that he came through what was going on. Because, yeah, there's some good songs in there. You can find 80s Neil Young songs that are... Rocking in the Free World is 80s, Late 80s, yeah. yeah. That that was kind of the first album where he was getting back on the map. That was a Freedom album. But yeah, the 80s had a lot of rough stuff in it. So (laughs) to come back from that was well well earned. So then when did Decades come out? Decade came out in the mid-70s. It was kind of a compilation of things done from the late 60s through the mid-70s. Got it. And so Winter Long is covered by the Pixies. This is a really good cover. Yeah, it's fantastic. On 90.3 KRNU, the mixtape.
Tape. That was a live version of Jason Isbell and the 400 unit covering Like a Hurricane. And they've covered it many, many times. We've seen them several times. And I think we've seen them play Like a Hurricane at least once. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they do a great version of that. And uh, it's on their Live from Alabama live record, mm-hmm. which is great, too. Tell me about Like a Hurricane. I try to ignore the lyrics to it, honestly, because, <laughs> you know, when I was... 15 I thought they were really powerful and good but that's because they're like 15 year old poetry you thought they were powerful like a hurricane yeah they were powerful like a hurricane there's calm in your eye come on Ah, it's pretty bad because it's an eye of a hurricane you get it so this is one where it's a guitar rock jammer we're just gonna play the same chords the whole time yeah there's some lyrics but really we're just gonna jam out we're gonna wail on some guitars you know it's a banger the band's gonna have a good time you know in that sense it's one of their best songs i mean it's epic it's huge when neil young performs it you know they often have a uh an actual pipe organ that they're playing on stage as well sure um and you know with the 400 unit Derry de borja is gonna give you some of that action to give you that feel so it, it's a great song even though as an adult i kind of laugh about the lyrics a little bit i think they're kind of silly but <laughs> but there's so many good songs with questionable right lyrics. Yeah. If, if the only songs we liked were songs with truly amazing lyrics mm-hmm. i think we'd be missing out on a lot of musical bangers oh absolutely and so you know that's the difference with so many artists is you know how do you choose what goes in what goes out you know for somebody like neil young who as we've discussed has recorded 40 whatever studio albums and however many just years in the studio recording stuff like a hurricane there's calm in your eye There's calm in your eye. All right. <laughs> and I'm getting blown away. Okay. So it, it, I love it, though. Yeah, it's you a, do. It's a great song. You love let's, it. Let's, uh, I do love it. You love it. We did 10 amazing Neil Young covers. And I'm so happy that you talked to me about Neil Young. I was going to do it anyway. Yeah, I mean, we just recorded it. <laughs> That's the only difference. We'll have another covers mixtape next week. See you then.